Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Monday, May 3rd, and it is Mailbox Monday. We've got a lot of questions and a lot of ground to cover. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I have enjoyed meeting so many of you guys out on the road these past couple of months, and I'm looking forward to meeting even more of you as the season continues. You might notice that my schedule is a little bit wonky. That is because of my run for Congress, and so when I'm home, I'm doing congressional things, and when I'm on the road, I'm speaking at events that I have been contracted to speak at. So I appreciate those of you who have been patiently tracking me down, and if you want to find out where I can be reached, you can find that at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. I continue to hear from you guys getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. Carrie from Nashville wrote in and say, hey, Heidi, thank you for all you do. You're welcome, Carrie. We recently left communist California for Tennessee. Hmm, moment of silence. We are fighting back by standing up to our school board to not teach critical race theory and sex ed to our kids. I'm attending the Republican Women's Lunch next week and taking Rick Green's Constitution course. Woot, woot. We go maskless whenever we shop or eat, and if we have to wear it, it's mesh. Learning to get out and show the world that we stand for truth. We left California for a better life, and gosh darn it, we are going to fight for it. Good job, Carrie. I love hearing that. Don from North Carolina. She said, we have a local hero who is off the bench that I want to tell you about. Her name is Regina, and she owns the Wendell General Store in downtown Wendell, North Carolina. She has stood against the tyranny of our government through the whole of COVID-19. She even has a sign on the door that says, mask not required. She received a citation and has not backed down and in the process has become even more popular in our community. She does so much for our community and is a wonderful person. Don, thanks for sending that in and way to go, Regina. Boy, do we need more people like you. When I say thank you to those of you who continue to support the podcast financially, Rebecca from Tennessee, Steve from Beaverton, Oregon, who wrote in and said, you're a beacon of light in this dark world we live in. Keep it going. Thank you so much, Steve. We appreciate so much you guys coming alongside us and helping us to keep this podcast moving by financially supporting it. Thank you for doing that. Another donor wrote in from Jacksonville. Josephine said, Heidi, one of my sisters who currently homeschools her two children turned me on to you earlier this year. I taught science to fourth through sixth graders in a small private Episcopal day school. I have no children of my own, but I am a fun aunt to six. I found myself trying to play catch up on your podcast. Last night, I listened to how can we accept what we can't change? Thank you for that. It made me feel like I could breathe again. I also work as a park ranger in Grand Teton and have to bite my tongue all the time. I'm probably the only conservative in the park, at least feels that way. My season begins May 2nd through October the 4th. I will continue to use your words to keep calm and true to my own values and what I know is the truth. Thank you for what you're doing. I am donating to your run for Congress and hope that you can bring what we need to our country. Thank you so much, Josie. I really appreciate that. You guys know that I have just started a brand new podcast. I hope you guys will check it out. It's called America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John. That podcast will not have sponsors. It's going to be just me talking about what's going on in our country and bringing people on who I think are going to be voices you need to hear that will educate and encourage you to get off the bench 
and onto the battlefield. You guys know that today is Mailbox Monday. Woot, woot. And what that means is that I take your questions on this day. And this is one of my favorite things to do here at the show. I've been doing it for a long time. If you guys want to submit questions to me, you can do that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday, or you can leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. And that is how you can reach us. Also, if you guys want to submit questions to us via snail mail, you can do that at 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. All right, let's get to it. First question comes from Amy in Tacoma. She writes, hi, Heidi, thank you so much for your daily strength and encouragement. You're welcome, Amy. I am an army wife and the mom of a five-year-old girl and 11-month-old twins. With the insane mask mandates and social distancing rules here in Washington, even in Christian schools, I decided to homeschool this year and plan to continue. Good job, Amy. I feel this is what God wants for our family and my daughter loves it. I, however, am not really enjoying it, but I feel horrible admitting it. So many moms who seem really into homeschooling and I wish so much that I shared their enthusiasm. I strongly believe that staying home is the very best thing for my kids, and I love seeing them so happy, but I miss my previous vocation. Prior to having kids, I was a professional musician and traveled around the world to perform, speak, and conduct research. I'm trying to enjoy this precious season of life with my young children, but I find myself longing to use the gifts that God gave me and missing the adventures I once had. The loneliness of the pandemic has especially made me miss, quote, the good old days. I am exhausted and in survival mode every day, especially when my husband deploys. I no longer feel creative or full of life. Is it even possible to balance my own interests with the needs of my children at this time of life without being selfish? All right, so Amy in Tacoma. First of all, you're not alone. So there are many of us who spent lots and lots of years at home who had things that we did before or things we went to college to do and we thought we would do it and then we had a family. So there's a couple of things I want to encourage you with. First of all, God gives you those gifts so that you can use them. And in the same way that he has given you the gift of music, he's also given you the ability to perform for people and you love the gift that God's given you. And I'm always telling moms, especially in this season, what is it that you can do that would let you use your gift and still be with your children? So for me, I really wanted to, I, I was kind of a gift of administration. I like to start things. And so I started a homeschool co-op. And then the classes that I uh, wanted to have done uh, that I was excited about, I offered to teach them. You might want to consider doing something like that. Is there is there something that you can coordinate where uh, visiting musicians can come in and play? Any opportunities that you have to perform or speak at your local church? Those kinds of things. Ask the Lord to give you those opportunities. And the other thing you knew, and you knew I was going to say this, and you said it yourself. You don't want to miss this precious season that you have with your young children. I'm telling you, it will go by so fast. It is going to go by fast. Keep practicing your music. Keep doing the thing that you love. Because one day, when your kid's a little bit bigger, you're going to be able to turn your attention to it again if it's still something that you're interested in. And so I hear from moms all the time who would tell me, you know, I just couldn't give up my career for my children. But you know what? You can always go back to a career. You cannot go back to raising your children. Children don't keep. 
And so I want to just encourage you to lean into the season that you're in and enjoy it. It's a precious season and you won't get it back. And I'm going to be praying for you, Amy, that you really have opportunities to use your gift and so that that fills that part in your heart that is so important to you. Thank you, hun, for writing in. Susie from California wrote in and said, will you be making available the letter written by the New York father objecting to critical race theory? Many of us will use this to send to our local school districts. All right, Susie, I realized I said I would put that in the show notes and I don't think they made it in there. So they are in there today. That letter is in there today. And you can go and check it out, idstjohn.com forward slash podcast, and scroll down to the show notes. Sorry about that. Uh, Carolyn from Alabama, you reiterated that one of your best friends is black and several times that you don't have a racist bone in your body. We are all sinners. I do have a few racist bones in my body. Do you not think we are all racist in at least a few areas? Carolyn, no. I actually don't think that. I don't think that. I think we're all sinners, but this idea that we all sin the same way is ridiculous. So to say that we're racist, to me, is a terrible assumption. And frankly, this is the culture talking. So I I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, and frankly, I didn't even see the color of other people's skin until somebody pointed it out to me. And I do think that there are people like that. And so this idea that all of us are racist on some level is the garbledy goop that you're hearing from the woke liberal professors and the Democrats who want critical race theory taught to our, our children. And so we are, yes, we absolutely are all sinners, but we are not all racist. And I would like to encourage you not to conflate those two things. All right. Just because you're a sinner doesn't mean that you're a racist. Are there racists in our country? Absolutely. Is America uh, an inherently racist nation? No, it's not. And I reject that. I reject that argument. I reject it on its face. Are, have people been victims of racism in this country? Absolutely. But we have been working very hard to rectify that. There will always be people that go outside of the law, go outside the bounds, have a brokenness in them toward people of color and people, even white people, right? I mean, I've seen, I've seen racism. Racism goes every which direction. It's not just white on black. I've seen racism in every nationality, right? And we've, we've read about it. It exists. But to say that everybody is a racist, mm -mm, I reject that on its face. All right? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Next question comes from Sally in Virginia. Is it Sally or Sally? Sally, I'm not really sure. I've never seen your name spelled this way. I hope I didn't screw that up too bad. <laughs> what are your thoughts on a private Christian school suddenly enforcing uniforms? Hmm. That's the first time I've ever been asked that question. And I kind of am inclined to say, don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of inclined to say, I don't, I don't hate the idea of uniforms. Boy, it takes all of the guesswork out of trying to pick out what you're going to wear to school every day. It should hopefully take the twinge out of the modesty debate, right? And so that it doesn't bother me. I can see lots of reasons why it would be a good thing. Uh, and uh, yeah. I think I think it's okay. I mean, if you've got questions about it, take it to your Christian school and ask them. But I don't think on its face it, it wouldn't 
it wouldn't bother me. Amanda from Ohio. How do I get my friends to listen to the truth and do their own research instead of always listening to the news? Hmm. Well, uh, that is, that's a tough one because we're, you know, we're in a large part of the problem that we are in today because the culture is media driven. And when I say media driven, I mean, we are literally driven by what they tell us in the newspapers and what we see on social media. And this has been happening for eons now, right? And so the only way I think that uh, we can get people to listen to the truth and do their own research is to start speaking the truth in love from whatever platform that we have been given. And so when you said, or, you know, later in your uh, question, you said that you want to speak the truth in love, but you struggle with them being so ignorant and sticking their heads in the sand and they're Christians. Listen, moment of silence, Amanda. I get it. I get it. But we need to not give up. We need to not grow weary. The Bible teaches us that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom right? That we should know the truth and the truth would set us free. You guys heard my podcast with Steve Dace last week talking about this. And uh, we are encouraging everybody around us just by not wearing a mask, right? Do not bear false witness. We know that the masks don't work. That's a good place to start. We're flexing our little, our courage muscles and learning to tell the truth, tell the truth. But if they don't, if they don't listen to you, uh, shake the dust off your feet and move on. Sometimes it's just encouraging after you've been around a bunch of people that can't think for themselves. It's encouraging to just be with people who say, oh, yeah, I understand. And so don't get discouraged, Amanda. Um, I think what's happening so much of what's happening right now in this country is, I agree with Steve, it is the spirit of this age, right? And it's dividing us. And we're seeing a crisis of discernment in the culture. And I've been talking about this at the podcast too. So hang in there. A listener from Georgia wrote in and said, Dear Heidi, you are a blessing. Thank you so much. I homeschool my children, my oldest being nine. At what age do I introduce things like what it means to be gay, transgender, what abortion is, et cetera, basically all the topics that are flooding the culture. I don't want my kids living under a rock, but I want to introduce things at an age-appropriate time and in a way that is good for them. So. So here's the thing. I have always taken this approach with my own children that I introduce them to things when they begin to ask questions. And so that's been the really the barometer for me because what you don't want to do is be afraid to ask the questions. I want my kids to know that I am a safe place for them to ask a question that might embarrass them, for them to talk about what's happening in the culture around them. And so when your kids start asking those questions, answer them. If you see something in a cartoon that's wrong, address it. If you see something in a book that's wrong or you notice that they're uh, looking at, you know, the cover of a magazine like my four-year-old did, right? And she saw Bruce Jenner, who, by the way, is running for governor of California. I hope the voters send him a really loud and clear message that that's just not a good idea for him. Wow. Amazing. But back to what you're saying. Well, I got completely distracted. Just the picture of Bruce Jenner on the cover of Vogue magazine in a corset. And now he's running for governor as a woman. It's just bizarre to me. But the truth is there are bold lies in the culture right now. And the only antidote to a bold lie is what? You guys know the answer to this. It's bold what? Truth. Yeah. The answer to a bold lie is bold truth. And we must, we've got to be discerning. 
We need to tell our kids why it's important that they understand the truth about what's going on around them because the culture is impacting them. So what is the culture? Well, it's the behaviors. It's the way that we live our life. It's what we see in the arts. It's our beliefs, right? The the beliefs of a population at large that are passed down from generation to generation. And our kids today are asking tough questions and tough questions require tough parents. They require tough answers. They require tough parents. And so we've got to be willing to engage our kids about the culture and know that we can have victory because of Jesus. And so, you know, if you've got a child who's nine years old, I would be shocked and amazed if that child wasn't already very aware of things just because it's all over the culture right now. Particularly if your kids are in the public school, your children are literally being targeted for indoctrination. They straight up are by cultural Marxists who are focused on nothing but the sexual and societal indoctrination of our children. That's exactly what's happening. And so to understand what brought this on and what precipitated it, we have to be willing to look it in the face. And I think that's the same, you know, when you're talking about your children, you need to be able to just have these open and honest conversations with them. Our kids are under attack. I mean, they absolutely are. And so I would just encourage you, ask the Lord to give you wisdom. He absolutely will. And then don't be afraid to tackle these issues with your kids. All right. Here's one more question. I think I got time for one more today. Heidi, I'm stuck. I need church and I need community, but all my local churches are not standing up. I refuse to go to my church or any other because of the mask mandate. I do homeschool and have like-minded families that we do a co-op with and live in community together, but how should I handle this as a Christian? Pastors are not talking or keeping their eye on the Middle East. As a family, we watch online sermons like Pastor Jack Hibbs, Help a Sister Out. Boy, so it's hard for me to know exactly how to help you out because I don't know where you are. But I would be inclined to put something out on Facebook, say, hey, we're looking for a maskless church. We're looking for um, a Bible-centered, gospel-preaching, bold pastor to sit under his teaching. I mean, don't we wish we could clone Pastor Jack? Yes, we do. And so I'd be looking for that a lot of times now. And this is how you know we're living under tyranny. People are afraid to say anything, even online, because they're afraid they're going to lose their job. They're afraid they're going to get mocked. They're afraid they're going to get kicked off social media. All of those things are actually happening. And so there's a reason that people are afraid. But I'm going to encourage you to pray and ask the Lord to help you. Remember, you guys, and I. this is a reminder for me too. I think it's easy for us to think, oh, I'm just going to keep pushing through, push through, push through, push through. And really the Lord's saying, hey, I'm right here. Ask me, pray. I'm right here. And we can uh, come before the Lord. He already knows what's going on. So take it to the Lord in prayer and trust that he is never, he, he is going to help you find what you need. In the meantime, I think keep watching those sermons. You're growing right? And ask the Lord to lead you to a community that you can be a part of. That's all I have time for today. You guys are awesome. Thank you for sending me me questions to Mailbox Monday. If you want to have your question answered, the way to do that is to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. I so appreciate you guys. Do not forget that my brand new podcast, America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John, we are going to be addressing questions and you guys are going to be able to ask questions that you want to have answered at the podcast, especially when it comes to policy and politics. We are going to be talking about all of these things at America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John. Also want to let you guys know that today is the first day of the brand new Bible study at MomStrong International. 
We are kicking off a study that we are calling Contend, and it is a study in the book of Jude. So we're going to be doing that for the next couple of months. This is a great opportunity for you guys to get into the Bible. Use the Kids Strong section of the Mom Strong International Bible Study. Use the Anchored section with your teens. It is a study for moms and for children and for teenagers. And so I hope you guys will check it out, momstronginternational.com. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.